This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The warning tonight to law enforcement nationwide. Be on high alert for potential attacks as the FBI says they've arrested more than 100 Capitol Hill rioters. Armed troops barbed wire protecting Capitol Hill. What looks like a war zone is actually the nation's capital. As the nation prepares for a threat like no other, including possible plots to attack the homes of lawmakers, some now buying body armor. The federal bulletin tonight warning extremist groups likely pose the greatest domestic terrorism threat of 2021. FBI manhunt. After identifying 200 suspects, new video tonight of a man with an American flag beating a police officer. The man later saying death is the only remedy. How conspiracy theories played into the radicalization of some of the people who stormed the Capitol. New arrests. A retired firefighter accused of attacking police with a fire extinguisher. And the man seen with a Confederate flag now in custody. Plus, the FBI investigates if rioters had help from sympathizers inside the people's house. Biden's $2 trillion plan. The president-elect addresses the nation, promising COVID relief, money for schools, and could it mean a check for your family? 40,000 COVID deaths in just two weeks. As we learn, coronavirus could kill up to 90,000 more Americans in three weeks. The loss of a Vegas legend will remember Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy. And Pitch Perfect, how this creative Girl Scout is selling Samoas in the pandemic. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news and it is both startling and sobering. Tonight, the United States government is actively preparing to be attacked by its own citizens. 
CBS News has learned the FBI and other agencies are warning police departments across the country that extremists and militias are discussing a second assault on the U.S. Capitol, along with the White House or state capitals. The director of the FBI saying tonight he is concerned about conversations that are being picked up online about plans for multiple armed protests. And tonight, President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration is less than a week away. The iconic buildings and monuments to democracy here in Washington are now barricaded, surrounded by National Guard troops, cement barriers and fences. Amtrak is now tightening its security and some airlines will no longer allow passengers headed to Washington to check firearms. And there's now a nationwide dragnet for those involved in last week's insurrection at the Capitol. FBI, the FBI director saying tonight that investigators have already identified 200 suspects, warning more arrests are coming. And if that weren't enough tonight, the coronavirus crisis here in the U.S. keeps spiraling out of control, with the CDC now warning the situation is so dire as many as 90,000 Americans could die from the virus in the next three weeks. Well, we've got a lot of new reporting for you and your family tonight. Our team is standing by. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is going to lead us for our coverage right here in Washington. Good evening, Chris. Nora, we're standing in the middle of K Street, just a few blocks from the White House, normally one of the busiest in town. Shut down tonight. Fences are going up. You know, we're six days from the inauguration, and already Washington is starting to feel like a fortress. Tonight, barbed wire barriers around the Capitol, new barricades at the Pentagon, and the nation on increasingly high alert. The fear, Americans fighting Americans in the streets, a sight not seen since the Civil War. We're in a uh, somewhat unique period of time, unfortunately, in the terms of the threats of violence and the level of threats. And that's not going to stop January 21st. That's correct. Uh, The inauguration is an accelerant. Uh, It is not uh, the end. Following what the FBI director called a concerning level of chatter, a joint federal intelligence bulletin warns the attack on the Capitol could be a significant driver of violence for armed militia groups and racist extremists who may wish to disrupt next week's inauguration. The bulletin, viewed by CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge, warned law enforcement nationwide to be on high alert for potential attacks on state capitals, federal buildings, businesses, even homes of lawmakers. Law enforcement has multiple concerns. There's certainly the militia groups, uh, the QAnon, uh, Proud Boys, but there's also the concern for that lone wolf. The Secret Service is considering closing the entire National Mall for the inauguration, a space usually open to hundreds of thousands who gather to watch the ceremony. Much of Washington's business district is already locked down with roads closed to traffic. And the number of National Guard troops deployed to D.C. could potentially pass 20,000. This evening, Vice President Mike Pence attended an inauguration security briefing at FEMA headquarters. Anybody who plots or attempts violence in the coming week should count on a visit. Some lawmakers are so concerned they're changing their schedules and buying bulletproof vests. Our expectation is that someone may try to kill us. But it's not just D.C. There's alarm coast to coast. The messaging couldn't be clearer. Uh, that there is ongoing discussions about attacks on government at all levels and that we have to be in a heightened state of awareness, heightened state of deployment. The entire LAPD, nearly 10,000 officers, have been told starting Monday to be in uniform through the inauguration. Michigan, Ohio, Oregon and Wisconsin among the states now using the National Guard to help protect state capitals. 
All 56 FBI field offices have set up command posts. Other federal agencies have told all of their officers to be on standby. And the U.S. Marshal Service is planning to deputize three to 4,000 local police officers from across the country to help with the inauguration here in Washington. Nora? That's a law enforcement all hands on deck. All right, Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Tonight, FBI Director Chris Wray also has a message for those who stormed the Capitol building. We know who you are. More than 100 arrests have been made, twice as many suspects identified. CBS's Jeff Begay has more on what we're learning about those rioters. This video shows the terrifying moments when the violent mob got its hands on a Capitol Police officer. He is on the ground, being dragged deeper into the punches and kicks of his attackers. The FBI says Peter Steger beat the officer with a flagpole holding America's stars and stripes. The officer survived, but Steger, who has been charged with civil disorder, bragged about his actions. Everybody in there is a treasonous traitor. Death is the remedy. Fueled by QAnon conspiracy theories, their support for President Trump, or hate for the government, the attacker's actions led to five deaths. And it was kind of a hodgepodge of movements and ideas that came together. I think that's a, a sort of a classically uh, American form of extremism. Today, this man carrying a Confederate flag through the Capitol was arrested, as was Robert Sanford, a retired Pennsylvania firefighter who was caught on camera throwing a fire extinguisher that, according to investigators, appears to strike one officer who was wearing a helmet in the head then ricochets and strikes two more officers in the head. The FBI continues to investigate whether there was coordination among the extremists, examining video like this, which shows a militia marching up the steps in military-style vests and helmets. Also under investigation, whether there was help for the attackers from sympathizers in the Capitol. More than 30 members of Congress believe there may have been after witnessing an extremely high number of outside groups getting tours of the Capitol complex the day before. Overall, the investigation is moving quickly. Two Virginia police officers have been arrested, also allegedly involved in the insurrection, a Houston police officer who has now resigned. Houston Police Chief Art Acevedo. I'm relieved, relieved in that the arrests are actually taking place and uh, this will work as a uh, deterrent to others. There were known white supremacists in that mob that attacked the Capitol and the Washington Post is reporting tonight that some of them were listed in the National Terrorist Screening Database because they were flagged as potential security threats. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. The high security alert in Washington will likely continue for some time as the Senate will soon put President Trump on trial. He's the first president to be impeached twice by the House. The question now, could he also become the first president to be convicted by the Senate? CBS's Nancy Cordes joins us again from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. And because those 100 senators will soon be serving as the jury, many of them will not say how they plan to vote until the trial has wrapped up. But a number of Republicans who spoke out today appear to be leaning towards acquittal. Laid upon the table. Now that the House has worked its will, the president's defenders are working to head off a conviction in the Senate. 
if we go along with it as Republicans, we will destroy the Republican Party. The start date and length of the trial are currently being negotiated by the Senate's Democratic and Republican leaders. Everyone agrees it would be inappropriate to try President Trump on the same day his successor is being sworn in next week. That's Joe Biden's day. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar is a member of Democratic leadership. The president's last trial lasted 21 days. How quickly do you think you could get through this trial? I would say uh, it is a lot quicker than that. It's what he has said and that it is what uh, the mob did and the damage that they did uh, and including the loss of life. It will take at least 17 Republican yes votes to reach the two-thirds majority needed to convict Mr. Trump. North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer probably won't be one of them. I thought it was inappropriate. I thought it was insightful. But I don't think that it rises to a, an impeachable offense by any stretch. Florida Republican Rick Scott probably won't be either. Did he tell people to go into the Capitol? Absolutely not. In what may have been a bid to sway the jury, President Trump disavowed the rioters again in a video released by the White House last night. Mob violence goes against everything I believe in. Alaska Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski says the months of misinformation led to last week's violence. I believe this president violated his oath of office, and I believe there must be consequences to that. Her fellow Republican, Utah's Mitt Romney, also said today there should be consequences, but stopped short of saying that he would vote to convict. He was the lone Republican vote to convict in the president's last impeachment trial, which got underway exactly one year ago. Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. We turn now to that alarming prediction tonight from the CDC that up to 90,000 Americans could die from COVID in the next three weeks. Cases are spiking in cities across the country in the past seven days have been the deadliest of the entire pandemic. CBS's Carter Evans reports tonight from hard hit Arizona. Are you guys ready for x-ray? Inside Arizona hospitals. It's a war zone. It is chaotic sadness. Dr. Jennifer O'Hay says it's gone from bad to worse in the ICU. We don't have enough doctors and nurses to take care of all the patients. After a sharp summer surge, daily cases and hospitalizations had declined in Arizona. Now they're soaring. We're the hottest spot in the U.S. and among the hottest spots in the entire world. Already, Dr. O'Hay says it's hard to treat everyone in her care. I worry that I won't get to a patient in time, and sometimes I haven't. What's that like? You're a doctor. You're here to save lives. It's terrible. It's the most heartbreaking thing we do. It places added urgency on getting the vaccines out fast. In Los Angeles County, cases are rising so fast that one out of every three residents is believed to have been infected. Even with megasites vaccinating people by the thousands at places like Disneyland, supply is short. New York's Javits Center is reportedly booked through mid-March. Help may come soon from Johnson & Johnson expecting results on its single-dose vaccine, but production is behind schedule. It all can't come soon enough. Arizona, in the past week, set a record for COVID deaths. What's it like day after day seeing so many severe cases? We are breaking physically and emotionally. We've never dealt with this much death, and that stuff, it 
gets etched on our soul every day. As Arizona doctors prepare to possibly ration care, they're calling on the governor to issue a mask mandate, but he says vaccination is the only solution. Well, they're vaccinating people here 24-7 at Cardinal Stadium, and every appointment is already booked up through the end of the month. Nora? Carter Evans in Arizona, thank you. Tonight, President-elect Joe Biden is showing how he plans to rescue the country from the coronavirus pandemic and the struggling economy. It is a big plan with an even bigger price tag. We get more now from CBS's Weijia Zhang in Wilmington, Delaware. As plans for the Biden inauguration move forward, the White House continues to empty out and prepare for his arrival. But maximum security measures will prevent crowds from welcoming Mr. Biden to Washington, where he faces daunting challenges, namely a raging pandemic and a spiraling economy. Tonight, the president-elect will explain how he plans to address the crisis, announcing a nearly $2 trillion rescue package that he'll urge law makers to pass quickly. But the basic story is simple, that if we don't act now, things are going to get much worse and harder to get out of the hole later. So we have to invest now. There is new evidence today the situation is getting worse as nearly one million Americans filed for unemployment in the first week of the year. Mr. Biden's plan would provide another round of stimulus checks, increase unemployment insurance and up the child tax credit. With the pandemic continuing to kill thousands of people a day and overwhelming many emergency rooms nationwide, Mr. Biden will also call for $400 billion in new funding to help get control of the virus and improve the vaccine rollout. I'm focused on the urgency of three immediate concerns. One, the virus getting under control, getting the vaccine from a vial into people's arms. The president-elect has complained that the vaccine rollout has so far been too slow and he vows to do better. But today, a senior Biden official told CBS News one challenge is the distribution system they are inheriting from the Trump administration is much worse than they could have imagined. Nora. Weijia Zhang, thank you. Tonight, former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder is facing misdemeanor criminal charges of willful neglect of duty in the Flint water scandal. Thousands of children were exposed to dangerous levels of lead in their tap water back in 2014. Two former Michigan health officials face felony charges of involuntary manslaughter in the deaths of nine people who got Legionnaire's disease. The former officials have all pleaded not guilty. Tonight, some good news. House members from both parties are looking to honor U.S. Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman with a congressional gold medal for his heroism during the deadly storming of Capitol Hill. Goodman, an Iraq War veteran, likely saved lives by luring a group of rioters away from the Senate chamber and toward police. Legendary magician Siegfried Fischbacher of Siegfried and Roy has died after battling pancreatic cancer. He was 81 years old. Siegfried and Roy met in 1957 while working on a cruise ship. Their show featuring rare white lions and tigers was one of the most popular attractions on the Vegas Strip. Roy Horn, who was attacked by a tiger in 2003, died last spring from COVID. Magician David Copperfield today called the duo pioneers who illuminated Las Vegas with illusion. We're only a few days into 2021, but we think we found our sales rep of the year. CBS's Vladimir Dutier introduces us. 
Girl Scout Ali Schroyer loves selling cookies. But when COVID made door-to-door sales unsafe, her parents had to get creative. They recorded Allie on a ring doorbell to send to friends and family as a virtual sales pitch. Would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And Allie's pitch was, well, perfect. Well, you can buy them $5 in each, so would you like one? Or two or three or four or five? For six or seven or eight or nine or ten? I don't know, maybe 11, 12. What did you tell her before she rang the doorbell? That's the beauty of it, is we just told her just to go just go sell cookies. After Allie's video was shared online, she crushed her own sales goal. How many boxes have you sold? Six. Six hundred, but Allie delivered much more than Samoas and thin mints. Her one goal is to is to make the world smile, and I think she did. Thank you. Did she ever? Vladimir Dutit, CBS News, New York. Don't forget for buying Girl Scout cookies. We are not going to forget. We promise. Love the thin mints. Tomorrow, on the road, an unlikely friendship that spans several generations. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News. And you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.